Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Isaac Ho. Isaac, you are a sales and mindset coach, and you are found on the web at Isaac Ho coaching.com. That's Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, ho is just H-O, and then coaching.com. Isaac, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Pleasure to be here. Well, I, I'm excited to dig into your area of expertise. And Would you mind kind of sharing kind of what you're known for and the work that you do? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm known for a few things. That's the interesting thing you probably saw in my bio. And uh, what, I, what I primarily help entrepreneurs with right now is really getting more cash flow in from a sales perspective and then being able to actually outsource a lot of the tasks they don't want to be doing so they can have higher quality of lifestyle, which is it's a huge, huge thing for me once I started my first company about 10 years ago and was like, man, it's like, okay, I've got all these pieces running for me, but I didn't have the lifestyle that I really thought I would as an entrepreneur. After having a business for about six, seven years, I thought my lifestyle would just be a lot better. And instead I found I kind of just had a job, you know, my yeah. own job, but, and I know a lot of the times we talk about, uh, especially here in uh, Up My Influence, a J-O-B. And so it's like, oh, I got out of working for someone else, but was just working for myself kind of endlessly yeah. and didn't, didn't really have the lifestyle. So what I found was the fastest way, well, there's only two ways to make money in business. It's you either sell more items, which takes more fulfillment, or you increase your price. And I found that for me personally... I could only be in so many people's energy. My team could only be in so many people's energy before they were burned out. And that's really what I help clients with. It's, uh, it's actually overcoming burnout. Now, wow. All right. So let's dig into that then. Uh, how is it that we can, because I think I'm supposed that there are a lot of people like you, like me, we've been there, right? Where, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, I've heard it said, right? Is the entrepreneur's, are a rare breed that will happily work 12 to 16 hours a day for themselves so they don't have to work eight hours a day for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. So how do, so talk about, is it, is it primarily around increasing prices? Mm. Yeah. So for me, the real first place was I started my business. I was really driven by success. I didn't know what actually drove me to be successful. I thought it was, I thought it was just to have like, mission. But when I really looked at how I treated myself, it wasn't about mission. It was about actually, like, I almost didn't like myself. Like I was, I had to create success so I could feel like I was worthy. And the way I treated myself was really, it was really with a lack of love. And so what happened for me and really why I'm so passionate about health is I got so sick, I couldn't work in my business for two months. I actually lost my voice. I ended up getting, um, it's like strep strand C, which is usually transmitted through horses. So I had these terrible body aches. I had this really bad sore throat. And being in health and fitness, I didn't have any health and I couldn't talk. And so what happened was I had to really look at how I was treating myself, how I was actually running my business. And it brought a lot of things to my awareness around, one, how important my health was, 
but two, also how it was actually showing up in my business that I really have a business if I was sick and couldn't work for two months, was I actually bringing money in? And fortunately, I'd built enough systems yeah. that I was, but I couldn't grow the business without my presence. And so the first thing that comes up for me, Josh, when I think about giving ourselves this lifestyle is we have to love ourselves enough to want to give it to ourselves. So what does that mean? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, like I got a new car recently. Okay. And it's like, I hadn't bought a new car cause it didn't make sense. Like my, my Acura had a hundred thousand miles on it. I just mm-hmm. kept going, oh, it's not a good investment. It's not a good investment to buy another car, but I'd always wanted this muscle car, right? I always wanted this bright blue muscle car. And so what I realized is the money wasn't stopping me. It was me being willing to give it to myself because I loved myself enough that I thought I deserved it. And when I had that breakthrough and I realized it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about what made sense. It was about, do I love myself enough to give myself the thing I desire? Yeah. So what would be, for you, it was a car. Mm -hmm. What are other ways that this might, you know, at this concept that you're talking about, that there might be other business leaders out there that they are, I don't say shortchanging themselves, but they're, you know, they're, they're not, it's, it's like this, right? Um, um, for example, for us, you know, I think I'd, you know, there were aspects of home uh, remodeling and, and I think that was the thing for us, right? It's like, oh, it's fine. You know, it doesn't really bother me, but my wife really wanted a new kitchen. And so we just kind of kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And we had a conversation with someone who's like, you know, no, that, that sort of stuff, it's that emotional you know, value that when you see that new kitchen and you're not, you know, staring at this outdated cabinetry that's, you know, it's kind of falling apart. I, I, I am very practical when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, I don't really care. It's just a kitchen, but it was important to my wife. But, you know, we had a conversation with someone who's talked about, no, there, there is absolutely, you know, kind of an emotional abundance or spiritual abundance to being able to see that and experience that and say, you know what? I worked my ass off and I earned that and I bought that and now I get to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't a car that was like, um, one of the places that I felt it really present to, uh, a few months ago when I bought that car, but it was the kitchen too. We, we redid our kitchen and it was like, we had, when we bought this house, we had these plastic counters and we really just wanted quartz counters. We wanted to redo the whole thing. And, um, it was just like giving ourselves that for me, the first, the first time I think I really experienced that was, was, was when I hired my first sales coach. It was like, I knew I didn't like where my business was and I knew it wasn't going to change. So did I love myself enough? And at the time, you know, I was 22, my first sales coach, she was, she was $1,500 a month. It was like, am I willing to invest $1,500 a month? Do I love myself enough to change my experience in my business? And later on, as I grew in my business, those, do I love myself questions became different. They became, do I love myself enough to hire a full-time staff person to do all these jobs that I really don't want to be doing that aren't the things that light me up in my business? Do I love myself enough to um, hire this mentor that's going to help me with my happiness? Do I love myself enough to hire this mentor that's going to help me understand why I'm having this pain in my body? So you see how it's the same question? It just looks different. Yeah. Now, there might be someone that, um, again, Isaac, this listener conversation, they're like, that sounds great, but I don't have the money. 
So yeah. how do I reward myself if I don't have the cash flow? I'm still paying off this debt and I'm still paying this off and my operations costs are this. And, you know, I don't, you know, I feel like they're, they're just kind of like barely keeping their head above water financially. So how do we break out of that? Yeah, that's such a great question. So the first thing is that we have to start making decisions based not off where we're at, but where we want to be. And so when I was in a real stuck situation with my finances or when I hired this coach, I had enough to hire that coach for the first month only on my credit card. But what I knew is that if I could learn the skill set, that I would make the money, the payment over on top of itself over and over again. And I did. And so too often people go, I want this, but I'm not willing to actually do anything about it. I'm going to keep doing the thing with all the thinking that's keeping me stuck in debt. I'm going to keep doing this thing this pattern. And then they go, yeah, I'm still in debt and I can't give myself any of these things. And that's actually, if we think about um, like where self-love really comes from, it's a lot of it's lost when we're a child, when someone tells us we're wrong, when they make us bad for something. And then what happens is we walk around and we're afraid to experience more of that failure. We're afraid to experience more feeling bad. So we keep making decisions that keep us relatively in that same place. And in order for someone to actually have a breakthrough in that area, they have to be willing to actually go, I love myself enough to take a risk on failing. Mm. You see how that works? Yeah. But but if you have an entrepreneur who's like, yeah, that sounds good, but I feel like I'm taking a lot of risks. I think a lot of what you're talking about, Isaac, might be a bit subconscious or subconscious, unconscious, right? Where we're, right. we're making these decisions, these invisible decisions about you know, what we want to invest in and we don't connect the dots. So what, is there a way to get a little bit more clarity on this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what I do with clients is I ask them this question, and this is a question that will really help you is what's your pattern for not succeeding? So they go, okay, I made an investment. I haven't recouped that investment. So there's only two options. Either the program you invested in sucks or you <laughs> suck. That's it. There's only, yeah. there's only two options. So if you keep going, oh my gosh, I keep creating. And I had this happen to me, Josh. I invested 30K with a coach, didn't recoup my investment. And I invested 30K with another coach, didn't recoup my investment. And then I went, you know what? It's me. Wow. It's got to be me. And I went, how am I showing up? Did I do everything they said? No. Did I implement in between sessions? No. So you know what I realized is that I needed more support. And the next coach I hired was 60K. And that coach is the one that broke all my barriers. Mm. And what I knew is that it had to be me. And I tried enough coaches to know that it was not the coaching programs. You know, Isaac, I think for those of us who coach ourselves or consult, do our, you know, we're, we're consultants, coaches, agencies, we, we see a range of clients, right? Some clients, they're super coachable. They do everything we tell them to do. And guess what? Like, especially for us, what we do, they make sales. And then we have other people. And, and one thing I've learned to ask is, you know, when I am telling them something, they're like, but I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. I'm, I ask, I'm, are you, I ask the question, can I just ask, like on a scale from one to 10, like how coachable do you consider yourself right now? Because, you know, I, I, yes, I know you say this, principally, but as you're outside looking at you from outside the bottle, 
like I, I'm seeing that this is generally where it's, I'm telling you, this is where it's going wrong. I know you say you're not doing it. I just had an incident like that. That's why it's kind of fresh in my mind. And someone was like, you know, it's like they called themselves coachable, but on the outside as a coach, I was like, I'm not really getting that vibe from you right now because you're not doing what I'm telling you you need to do. And I promise you, this is what's going to create the breakthrough for them. Yeah, that's so excellent. Like you said, like, you know, in terms of this being a subconscious thing, people want to be coachable. People don't invest, you know, thousands of dollars and not want to be coachable. But, you know, if they can't see their subconscious and they don't know how they show up, they can't understand the pattern. I had an experience when I was working with my sales coach. Uh, it was a really painful lesson for me for about two months. I didn't make any sales, mm. you know, so I'm paying about 5k Oof. a month. I'm not making yeah, that's any hard. sales. I'm watching my bank account just dwindle down, dwindle down. And, um, the thing I learned, Josh, that was so valuable there is that I actually had entitlement because I had sold high tickets. So I thought I was entitled to just receive high ticket and it was in my tonality and it was arrogance and arrogance is I'm good. You're bad. And so I wasn't selling, not because I wasn't doing it, but what we really had to do was to actually listen to my tone and understand my beliefs around myself that was actually impacting my sales performance. And once I realized that I closed 30 K the next week, but it's like, it's hard. It's one of those things that can be really hard to see. And it's also like, it's not happening by accident that people aren't succeeding. And you know that as a coach and you can kind of see it in people, but they have to see it in themselves so they can shift it. Yeah. It's in sales. I'm sure you know, this, everyone knows this is like, it's like 90% energy. I mean, and I'm sure you've got your own number for what it is, probably maybe higher, um, but it really is like, it's like, you know, those our, 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 what we consider to be our intuition is driven by what's going on in the relationship here with me and this other person, the dynamic. Am I feeling it? Do I feel it? You know, do I feel like this is the right thing to do? Well, it, it has more to do with the energy I'm picking up from this other person and not the words that they're saying, but I'm sure you have some great perspective on that. That's that's hundred percent true. You know, as, as you said, Josh, sales is just a transfer of energy. So what a lot of people really struggle with. And what I had to learn is all the ways I wasn't taking care of myself outside of the session, they showed up inside the session. And then whether I couldn't hear what the client really wanted, because I couldn't hear what I really wanted, you know, any kind of those patterns, they would get mimicked. And so I, I always found sales to me. One of the reasons I love sales so much is it became another way to heal myself on the journey of loving myself, because I couldn't show up present for another person if I didn't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And that's really one of the lessons that I really work with my clients in is, are we taking care of ourselves? Because if we don't meet our needs, how are we going to meet our clients' needs? Yeah. So how do you, Isaac, when, when you, you talk about working with clients, what, what does that look like? How do you work with people? Hmm. Yeah. So usually it begins just with a conversation. It's an exploration. So one of the things that usually is present is when someone has a belief around something, they usually will come and say like, I want this, but... You know, I want this, but like, I'd like to have this, but I don't know if you've ever heard anyone say that, um, but that is the sign of some kind of belief because there's not, I want this and right. When you have a belief where you can have things, you say, I want this and this, but when you believe you can only have one, which is really grounded in scarcity, we just say, I want this, but you know, I'm going to wait for two years. <laughs> right. So 
It's discovering like, what is that belief? What's that pattern that they're bringing into their life? And then helping them overcome that because it's not possible for a pattern to only exist in one place. So if they have scarcity in that area, they'll be bringing scarcity into their sales or their business, their pricing, their packaging, the way they work with their team members, all of that will also be present as well. So it really just depends on the person. But you know, once we know what that pattern is, we have to create a plan around it. We have to support the plan and we have to adjust the plan. Yeah. Um, when you're working with somebody, um, you know, again, I'm sure that there's a moment, right, where you're you're kind of aiming for that breakthrough with them, where they realize, oh my gosh, right? And that's that's got to be a great rewarding moment for you when you see the light bulb come on, when they're like, you know what? Yeah, I do this to myself. And that, that's got to be rewarding. How, how do you uncover that? Mm. Well, that's a, that's a very situational question. I love that question though, because I can tell you're a coach because you, the way you talk about it, <laughs> like, oh man, it is super rewarding. Not that yeah. I'm projecting in any way. Not that I'm projecting in any way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it is one of the reasons that I love coaching. And so what, what I've learned is awareness is not enough to get someone to change. It's just the no. start. And so, you know, what I'm really curious about for them, you know, when we're working with their subconscious is what do they get out of getting to hold on to the behavior? So like addicts, they get something from holding on to a behavior. And an addiction is doing something that creates an undesired result, right? That's just an addiction. So they got an addiction to this behavior. And so what are they getting out of it? Because a lot of times, for example, let's just say if it's stress eating, it's like they need something to help them relax. And if we just say, take the food away, it never works. So once you know what someone's getting out of it, then you can actually give them something that's in alignment with what they want to create and support them around that. And then they get a breakthrough, but they also get what they want, which is the coolest part. And when they come back and they go, I was able to stop doing this thing I've been doing forever. I also got the result and I love myself more. Yeah. You know, you know what that's like, Josh, that's super rewarding. All right. So Isaac, your website, Isaac Ho Coaching. Um, tell me like someone's been listening to us and they're like, okay, Isaac seems like a pretty bright guy. He's the kind of guy I want in my corner. Like, how do you figure that out? If it's, if it's a good match. Mm. Yeah. The best ways to really connect with me. I think, you know, if you're resonating with this, then what I recommend is that I'll actually just give you, this is a, it's funny. I listened to one of the podcasts earlier where someone gave their actual text number out, but you can text, uh, the best way to, to connect is text A-N-D, which is AND, to 66866. And essentially look at what, what do you want in your life that's not present? And what do we need to do to excel in your health, business, and life? And I think you know, someone who's really going to benefit from working with me is, is going to be somebody who wants to increase all three of those areas. So not just business, someone who is thinking about, okay, like, yes, I have business, but how am I treating myself on a day-to-day? What's my quality mm-hmm. of life like? What's my relationships like? You know, those are the kind of people that I'm going to really be able to serve and that I love working with because, you know, before I was working as a business coach, I was working as an emotional health coach. So a lot of what I saw were people that as they started to love themselves, they started to triple their income. They started to have other things happen because they were willing to actually say what they wanted. So imagine mm-hmm. being at a job having a manager that you can't connect with and you can't say what you want. It's really hard to actually have any influence and it's difficult. It's, it's almost impossible, I would say, to actually get a promotion. 
Yeah. All right, Isaac, man, there's like so much, so many more things. Like, I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface. There's like so many more things I really wish I could have asked you. Uh, but this has been a fantastic conversation. Your website, IsaacHoCoaching.com. There, there's a button right there. It says uh, book a call. And what was that text number again? You text the word and, and that yeah, text, then uh, that number one more time. Yeah, it's 66866. 66866. Yep. Six, six, okay. Eight, six, six. Nice. Nice. All right. Isaac Ho, again, uh, what's the best title for you? I mean, obviously you're a coach, but, uh, yeah, that- I, I, I think most of the time my clients call me a master sales and mindset coach, because that's a lot of what we end up working on is the mindset that creates a loss of sales. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Isaac Ho, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fantastic. Again, IsaacHoCoaching.com. Thank you, Isaac. Thanks, Josh. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.